on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay. <laughs> oh, I've moved Man. on to my, my little gummy snacks now. Uh, I'm glad my concept has grasped <laughs> so. The hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that actually does smell better on the inside. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver. And tonight we have a special guest with us uh, that we met through Nightlight when we were putting on our four night, excuse me, three and one quarter nights of Fulci. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. Uh, I know, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Jess Hicks. Well, for the moment, Miss. <laughs> yes, I will be Mrs. eventually, and I believe it's still going to be Hicks, and oh. he's taking my name. <laughs> oh, you win. You won. I do. I win. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. We've been uh, wanting to get you on the show, and uh, we look forward to and your input, because uh, we definitely know that you know uh, your stuff when it comes to movies. You qualify as movie freak, so welcome. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I'm super excited I could be here, and I was bummed I couldn't make it last night, but I, or last time, but I'm glad I'm here now, so. Well, you'll have that. It's hard enough with the two of us getting schedules together, let alone anyone else. But Yeah, and I don't have kids, so... <laughs> yeah. So you have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy watching movies. Yep, okay. exactly. <laughs> well, we have a big show tonight. Uh, as always, we got the roulette. It's time for another round of the Top 100, and then recently watched. So we're going to get right into it. Last episode, it was Puncture, Up Against Last Shift. Uh, Eugene, I'll let you go first. Okay. And this one here I did a little research on, and this it gets uh, relatively good reviews from uh, numerous horror websites online. And while that's a, you know, usually a good sign for me, it's not always, It's sometimes it's like, eh, just because some horror websites say it's good doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's really good. Well, um, so my review of the movie, I watched it, and this again, squarely falls into the uh, Netflix low-budget horror movie. However, it is still a good movie, but it's one location, a police station in this case, two or three actors, just a couple actors, obviously low-budget, but high-end cameras, nifty editing software, and it spits out a, a fun little 85, 90-minute movie. Um, and... That that is what this is. I've seen a lot worse. This for uh, roulette. This one here definitely falls into a, a a thumbs up. It's not the greatest thing ever. And of course, to me, the the uh, reviews that I was reading from the different websites, I'm like, it's kind of. <laughs> it sounds like a horror website review where it's too it's little, not, too positive because they've yeah, watched not, too much crap that week. Yeah, not that good, but it's still. The acting is very competent. My, honestly, my main gripe with the movie is uh, and the brief synops, very brief synopsis of the movie is uh, lady uh, police officer is in charge of holding down the fort for a night, and uh, there's these evil spirits that are trying to get in, and it's almost like a very even a more small scale version of John Carpenter's uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Um, my main thing with the movie numerous times, and I, this. I don't want to be too spoilery here, but um, just leave the police station. Like, just go. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. go. Literally leave the the station. And numerous times you're like, "What? Just walk out the door." Yeah. And that's my main beef with the movie. But the, there are some great practical effects. Um, the the 
the ghosty demon villain things. It's a it's actually a satanic cult. Uh, type Gee, thing spoiler. Going on. Well, no, that's not. On, no, honestly, it's not really. There's a, it's, a pentagram. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's it's this group of these Satan worshiping whatever, and they're trying to, for some reason or other, get in. I'm not going to you know delve too much into that, but um, the special effects are good. It's relatively creepy, and I, it felt a bit. There were parts that I'm like this feels like the director was going for the sinister type feel the movie sinister which Uh-oh. i really i really like but it had that sort of feel going on to it so uh not not the greatest thing ever but for a obviously low budget movie gets a thumbs up okay interesting right. yeah. um uh anything else for last shift uh, and jess did you watch any of these movies i don't i did get to watch one of your movies, yes, but I actually watched it before I even knew it was on your roulette, so I kind of cheated. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, I haven't watched Last Shift, but I keep passing it over. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a chance. The poster looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those where, it, honestly, the closest thing it reminds me of right now is uh, the movie, the, the one that I just did on roulette, the uh, Let Us Pray. Probably mm-hmm. because it's set in the police station. Uh, right. But it's, you know, it it's got a very limited cast. There's one relatively kind of name actor in it. Uh, slick production values. It just it's one of those that pops up on Netflix, and it's like, yeah, that was a good Netflix movie. Yeah, all right, it's passable. Yep. Okay. Nice for a rainy afternoon. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Over on my side, I had Puncture, which I, well, I, I don't know if I misread the synopsis last episode, but uh, <laughs> it, I thought I was walking into a cop detective kind of thing uh but apparently not this was a lawyer movie in every sense of the word with chris evans just a lawyer just a lawyer movie you know the the lawyer movie where you're chris evans tom cruise whoever goes up against the big corporation and it Uh, can't you can't win possibly but then gee i wonder if they make any headway uh but again like eugene said with the being a passable netflix it was passable for a roulette, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I w- well, I watched it again. Certainly not. I it was fine, but um, there were a couple of interesting things in there as far as it being almost like shades of Dallas Buyers Club because they're taking on Ooh. medical companies and the way the medical system is run. So uh, if that really interests you, it might be worth a watch. Um, but I mean, and there were a couple of good laughs, like because he's a druggy lawyer. He's like a mess. Um, and just blowing lines and drugs and hookers, and he was a disaster. <laughs> um, so some of that stuff was kind of interesting, because he was a real slick talker and would pull in thugs that were ready to kill him and get, do his court presentation in these shitty hotel rooms, and they'd give him reviews. It was that, So that part was kind of funny. But overall, it was like, this is a little long for this kind of move. If you're really into, the, into lawyer movies... Matthew McConaughey is going up against the big unbeatable corporation. I wonder if he'll pull through it, that kind of thing. Did uh, this did this get a theatrical release? I mean, not that I know of. I, I'd have no. to look. I, I don't remember it. But yeah, so for that, I guess it was okay. But my, I mean, it might be something that you know my mom would like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she likes that that handsome young Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, on the other hand, she wouldn't because he was so such a drugged out maniac. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, anything else to add for either of those movies? Anyone? Nope. All right. Then let's move on to the next round. And what we're going to do well, is... Wait, wait, wait. What's, what? what's Jess's movie? 
Oh, yeah, I watched one of your movies. Which one? 88. Oh, 88. Okay. Catherine Isabel. And? All right, so I... I really wanted to like this movie more than I ended up, but I'm, I'm ahead of myself. So basically the, 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 the main plot is Catherine Isabel. It opens up with her just kind of staring off into space in a diner, and you don't really know what's going on, and she snaps out of whatever she's doing, out of her, like, fugue state, <laughs> and she has no idea what's going on, where she's been, and the whole rest of the movie is trying to figure out, like, why people are after her, why what, she's obviously committed some awful crimes, What's ha- or she's involved in crimes, what's happened, and the whole thing is just kind of like piecing it together, kind of like in the same vein of Memento, I guess. That's what I was going to say. Not nearly as, as good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, it's not that this movie is bad, it's just it. I couldn't get into it, and I generally really like Catherine Isabel, especially since she was Margot Verger and Hannibal. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah, in the show. The show and ginger yes. ginger snaps and in ginger snap yes and yep. and she's good i enjoy her but this plot is just something that i've seen too many times <laughs> to be all that interested in and it becomes very predictable and i, I could see the twist a mile away but my my one thing about this movie is it also has christopher lloyd in it who all I see is is Doc or Judge Doom, and he's supposed to be like this badass, like kind of old grizzly mafia kind of guy. And I just don't, I just can't buy. I can't. I just can't with that. I, I've seen him in too many other things to where I just, nope, no thanks. His comedy chops are just too effective. Exactly. I mean, Judge Doom is terrifying. This guy, not at all. Right. <laughs> I agree. So I, I would say probably a thumbs down for me on this oh. one, and I was kind of bummed because I wanted it to be better. And it also kind of had that, this is trying to be a Quentin Tarantino oh, uh, feeling yes. movie, and, it, yeah, and yes. it's not. And it's just, nope. So sadly, that that was the one I watched, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. See, so now this is nice. Now now there's one that Eric and I don't have to watch. There oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to... I'm not saying it's a horrible movie. I got you. It's not impossible. I mean, we usually do uh, our ratings on the roulette. It's usually thumbs up, thumbs down, or like Mm -hmm. a pass. And it sounds kind of like a pass. It's a pass, yeah. Yeah. Sort of like not for you, but not, you know, you can't... well, right, I'm not, maybe you, not saying you can't, but you're not right. at this well, juncture willing to completely exactly. shit on and maybe, it. Exactly, yeah. and maybe it's just because I've seen, like I said, I've seen that plot in many different things, so maybe people who are kind of new to that would be more interested in it. Yeah, I, I totally understand, because I don't know if there's anything that is more populated in the direct-to-video genre than action and thriller. I mean, horror's got a lot of stuff in there, but you can still mm-hmm. find a lot of entertainment in the mediocre stuff. Right. Uh, whereas you get in that action thriller area, and it's like, oh my god, behind enemy lines three, why? What? Yeah, right. <laughs> and even less so with comedies, because uh, like independent comedies, boy, those are those have to be really, really good and really, really well written to work. Whereas mm-hmm. horror movie, and even an action movie, you can get away with some shaky, uh, a shaky script, and it can still be somewhat entertaining. But like stuff like comedies and. Well, as Perfect. long as they play up to their target, which in action movies is blow shit up and punch people, and in horror it's kill something. Yeah. Many things. Many things. Yes. <laughs> Violently. Yes. <laughs> Preferably. Okay, cool. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking another one off the list. Yes. No problem. Uh, okay, next round. Uh, Eugene, will let you go first. Okay, so Eric, you threw my way the Wolfpack... 
and um, felt, soaked in bleach, kiss of the damned, and eleven blocks. Um, and real quick, uh, eleven blocks. The reason I threw that back on was because mm-hmm. I was at a family video uh, store this week, and while I was checking out, uh, you know, their cycling trailers on the screens, the trailer for eleven blocks came up. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't bother to go seek out this trailer before because you look at the cover and you kind of got that pegged. Uh, But it was playing right there, and I got to tell you, that looked pretty good. Mm. So I threw it back on there. Okay, well, I read the synopsises of all of them, which I'm not going to get into. That's Um, okay. Yeah, because I I already knew immediately which one I was going to (laughs) pick. Actually, Eric, which one do you think I'm going to pick? Kiss of the Damned. Uh, Nope, you are wrong. Felt? No, you're still wrong. Wow. Why, no, um, that would be Soaked in Bleach. Nice. Ah. nice. Yes, I mean, Kurt Cobain and the whole deal with Courtney Love, which I've always been suspect on what really went down, I that is all me. Nice. So. Yeah, well, I figured it was a shoe-in being, I, and I was getting documentary heavy this week, so I was like trying to reel it in, but they, there's so many good documentaries that I, I, know. I know that you would even like. But it, yeah, well, and, and I... I, I knew about the other Nirvana documentary that, uh, what's it called? Um, Montage of Heck. Yes, yes, yes. I knew about that one. I did not know that this Soaked in Bleach one uh, came out. I, so I didn't either. It just was yeah. there. <clears throat> but, yep, that's all me. All right. Uh, okay, over on my side, uh, you get Bound to Vengeance, uh, Christy, uh, Missionary, no, uh, <laughs> Dark Room, which looks like your kind of roulette horror total crapshoot, and All This Mayhem, which I will be taking All This Mayhem. You definitely lobbed that one right into my wheelhouse. It's a skateboarding documentary about uh, the Pappas brothers, I believe. Yeah. And actually, reading the different synopsis on IMDb and Netflix, one made it sound definitely documentary, and the other one made it sound like maybe it's not a documentary. I don't know. Well, this is what's interesting about that. The reason I put that on there is when I was working at the Nightlight, um, one of the board members of uh, Nightlight was up there, and we were uh, talking a little bit, and he just randomly brought up that movie. Hmm. He's like, have you seen this documentary on Netflix called All This Ma'am? He's like, it is fantastic. So I'm like, okay, i got to add it to my list. And I'm like, you know what? That's going to get thrown on the roulette. Oh, that was a shoe-in right away because, well... The other four, meh, that's huge. Those are <laughs> Eugene movies, or maybe now Eugene and Jess movies. Uh, <laughs> but at any rate, I was uh, for those that don't know, I skateboarded my whole life and uh, watched many, many, many uh, documentaries and skateboard videos. They were called back in the day on VHS, which we had to mail order out of the back of catalogs and all kinds of <laughs> crazy old school ways to get our hands on these tapes. Um so I've seen hundreds of them, and that is an easy watch for me. So I yeah. can't wait to watch that. So two documentaries on the roulette. Well, it was Puncture and Last Shift. Well, let's not get carried away last time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we go in spurts. Sometimes we got to, you know, <laughs> change it <Yeah>. up. <laughs> go with the safe pick. But we figured yeah. since this is Jess, uh, Jess, your first round on here, we would let you pick up from our leavings, pick one of these mm-hmm. films, and then uh, next time we will... All three throw in three into a community pot, and then Ooh. I still haven't quite figured out like uh, some rules with that as far as you can't pick your own unless you're the last to pick, but who gets to pick mm-hmm. first, that kind of thing. 
Uh, Do so, like a game. Yeah, yeah, trying to make it fun because otherwise Eugene will just pick his own movies. I know him. <laughs> 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 and to be fair, probably so would I. Uh, but well, I, you know, be honest. <laughs> we all, yeah. Uh, so anyway, well, well, I'll think about that this week and, and get back to you guys and we'll figure something out for next round. But, uh, so of what's left, is there anything that interests you? Yes, actually, we're going to make it a a trio of documentaries because I'm choosing the Wolfpack because I sadly missed out on that. We had it at the nightlight, but it was before I worked there and I didn't get a chance to check it out, but... It's, um, for those of you who don't know, it's about these boys who are raised exclusively in their apartment because their parents think the outside world is too much. Um, so they're raised on movies, and their entire life is just everything they do is movies, and they they walk around dressed up as the Reservoir Dogs, and sound interesting, so I wanted to check it out. That premise was so cool, I almost didn't throw it on the roulette. Like, yeah. it, was, <laughs> it, it was too good for a roulette. <laughs> I, I was surprised that it was on there. Yeah. Well, there is a, there's Eugene, a chance Eugene that... sent his list first, so I was like, mother of God, yeah. Missionary, there's a, again. There's a chance that all three of these could be winners. Yeah, I would yeah. guess so. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap up the roulette, we have one more review that we're going to touch on. Uh, that oh, would be here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here uh, we go. Listener requested review, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, I said, you know what, we got to do our, our job and... Uh, watch when the, when the listeners want, us, want our thoughts on something we got to watch it so whoo i gotta tell you I, I i challenged eugene while i was watching it and i said i i, I defy you to get through 30 minutes of this movie I, I made it to 40 and i was like i am done i i was not for me i'm uh, still laughing at the picture that you sent me of <laughs> i just sent him a picture of a a, a a young fellow smoking a pipe with a very harumph look about him um <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, a lot of my friends online whom I trust gave this movie big thumbs up. Um, boy, this just did not click for me at all. It was just, uh, I, I hated it. I'm not going to lie. I hated it. And it's not, oh, it's not a nightmare of filmmaking. It's got some qualities to it. It just, the whole tone and everything is not me. It's not for me. It wasn't uh, my genre at all of just... I, I I just didn't even know what they were trying to accomplish. It's, it's black and white, and I got to some vampire stuff. I was like, I'm, I don't even know what's going on. I'm done. Uh, so, Eugene, how far did you make it? Because I was like, there's no way that Eugene will give this a thumbs up. I can't imagine he will. <laughs> so, so I watched the first half hour, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. And then I'm like, no, no, keep going. So uh, a little bit later, I watched the next half hour. So I'm at the hour mark. I'm like, no, I, I'm I'm good. And then today I'm like, you know what? No, screw this. I'm going to soldier on because there's something here, I think. And yeah, that, um, you know, and what we're all going to be free to speak our minds here. So, uh, but I, this, this is right now could be the worst movie of the year for me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still amazed that you soldiered on because, well, you have to see everything through to the end. I don't know what. Yeah, I do. I, I just, and I, th- there is. I think it's just not for me. Um, yeah. It is competently made, very competently made, beautifully shot, but I, I just, I didn't get it. And I, it felt like something that should be playing at, uh, at a museum on a big, like a, a, an hour and 40 minute piece of art, maybe I guess, or something. Cause I like, this is just scenes of things. 
Um, I didn't get it. I mean, it's cool that it was it's an Iranian movie. I that's interesting, but I just I I think it was a vampire movie, but I'm I'm, I'm not even sure about that. Um, so anyway, and maybe I'm just dumb. I just it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dumb. Oh, that's good. So anyway, I'm curious because Jess, you've told you talked a little bit about this movie already at uh, uh-huh. at a movie meetup, but I want to hear your now your official thoughts on it. Well, I'm clearly in the minority because I love this movie. Okay. Uh, minority I... on this show doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> um, I got to actually, it was another one that we had at the Nightlight, but it was before I worked there. So I actually made the trip out just to go see it. Mm. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was, one, I love the black and white. I'm a big black and white movie fan, so that appealed to me. The music in it is I just, I don't know, I found it captivating. And I, I don't know, I mean, maybe maybe this is a difference of gender, maybe I don't know what it is, but it, it is a love story, I guess. So mm-hmm. maybe that was not appealing. Maybe, I, I, I don't know if maybe you were expecting something a little bit more horrific when it comes to vampires. I had no expectations for this movie whatsoever. Yeah. I, I was not like disappointed like my expectations weren't met. Uh-huh. And I, when it comes to uh, black and white, um, how do I put it? There are times I absolutely adore black and white. I'm not against mm-hmm. classic cinema. I very much mm-hmm. enjoy a lot of classic cinema. Uh, right. You will see in the top 100 we have coming. <laughs> I got a couple of things coming up in the next two uh, remaining episodes of that. Um, but there are times when it just doesn't work for me, and this was one of those times. Um, at, that's just me, you know? Maybe I'm just... Right. Uh, anyway, sorry, yeah. continue. No, that's cool. Um, I See, I just, I don't know. I really liked it. I liked the story. I liked the, and I like the idea of this kid who's just trying, he's kind of stuck in this shitty town, and he meets this girl who, I believe she is a vampire, just mm-hmm. just for the record, um, who's stuck with his father, who's kind of an, you know, he's a junkie, and he's a yeah. drug addict, and this girl who's just coming out where she doesn't want to be bad, like, she doesn't want to be bad, she wants to be loved and she wants to find somebody and she wants to get along but she has to do these you know she's a vampire she's got to feed so she decides to take it out on people who are more deserving of it than not um and which was Eugene everybody made it to the end <laughs> well i mean pretty much yeah. except for that except for the except for the guy yeah. but i mean if they're in this bad town and i mean it is kind of a it's a western Mm-hmm. Like a, a a neo western, I would say not a, yeah yeah not not by classic terms at all. But no, I um, get I get what you're saying with that. So I don't. Do you like westerns, Eric? Uh, and Eugene? Hit or miss. I, I do. Hit or yes. miss. I, I like I miss. like I like westerns. But I don't I, I I don't really like classic westerns. I'll tell you gotcha. the truth. There there are a lot of people that just live and die by the searchers. I could not even. Oh oh god! I, <laughs> that. The the faux western uh, crap, what I call it, like uh, John Wayne and everybody's yeah, dressed like very nice crap. and clean. I I despise those yeah. movies, but um, you give me like a uh, no, like I'm the drawing. Wild Bunch. Um, mm. well, I haven't actually seen that one. Sorry, but uh, I'm a big Peg and Paul fan. So okay, no <laughs> um, <laughs> many people are. Yep. That it's it's <laughs> honestly it's a genre I haven't explored so much because the one times where I'm like I'm gonna take a chance on this or that or the other thing and it's like oh my god I hated that but I, I like the really filthy gritty dirty ones that I feel were more accurately representative of that time period the so, spaghetti western in, in my opinion exactly. that's what spaghetti, spaghetti western, western yes but there was also plenty of American ones like Dances with Wolves would be my all time favorite western I call that a western mm-hmm. 
uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. I guess that would be a spaghetti western, but that's, you know, dirty. Everybody's got to be dirty. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you're roaming around out in the dirt. Yeah, I see John Wayne walking around and some, some fake indian goes how i'm out man like i <laughs> like i can't handle no it. <laughs> i hate it they're there and i know that the racist uh tropes were of the time and all that but this i i can't barely stomach it um yeah. but then again you know i can just as easily watch a sci-fi movie from that time period where it will have some of those elements and it doesn't bother me but because i'm more forgiving of that genre mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And see, um, I think another thing that I really love about A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is that, well, I guess two things. One, I'm a big fan of slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like, I will take slow burn. I, I will love it. I, I know that that's just not some – some people just can't – they're just like, get on with it already. And I'm a big cinematography mm. fan. And I thought that just everything about that movie was beautiful. And I do agree with Eugene is that it does seem like it should be in a museum. Like, it should be like a, more like an art piece than – like a narrative entertainment kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say that, you know, it's not straightforward. It's not, it is kind of like, I didn't get all of it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, I'm so much you know, smarter <laughs> yeah. and say, Oh no, I got every single part of that movie. I don't know what you guys are talking about, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I liked it. It appealed to me. I thought it was, it was something that I hadn't seen before and I appreciated the effort that they put into it. Yeah. No, I agree. And as well, I agree. I did I... buy it on Blu-ray too. Oh. Well, there you go. I know. <laughs> I'm a super fan over here. Okay. <laughs> no, but to your point about slow burn, and if you've listened to this show, you know, Eugene and mm-hmm. I disagree about slow burn all the time. Uh, right. One man's slow burn is another man's boring as shit. And yeah. it just depends on the movie and the way they're setting up the atmosphere and if you care about the characters. And a lot of times... Eugene tells me it's a gr- hang with it. It's a great slow burn. I'm watching him like, oh, oh, kill me, just kill me. This thing won't end. It's the eternal movie. Uh, <laughs> Nothing's happening. Yeah. I have a friend who doesn't like House of the Devil because it's too. I was just, like, just, I was just ready to bring up House of the Devil. No, that, that is that like the perfect. perfect yeah, the, yeah. the perfect slow burn movie. But, but that, my one friend can't take it, and I'm like, what do you? It's just it, you watched it wrong. <laughs> you watched <laughs> it wrong. That's right. <laughs> uh, but that door does swing both ways. There have been plenty of movies I've recommended to him, like, oh, it's a good slow born. Uh, no, and he, he's out. He can't. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's just uh, personal preference. Yeah. Now, Jess, what, um, I, I remember uh, one scene in the movie where they're at a, a club, I think, a nightclub, mm-hmm. and it went on and on and on, and then it now, ended, you, and I'm like, huh? Okay, are all you right. talking about when, they, when, he, like, when she like, brings him... To that, like, and she puts on the music, and they're like dancing, and kind of. Yes, yeah. That's. I think that's her house. I believe, if I remember, that's like her bedroom or her house. And it went. And on, it's just like, them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I think was much more of a kind of like. You're watching these people. You're supposed to be watching these people like connect and fall in love. And for me, where the the, the cinematography and the music come into play in that scene specifically, and that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. Not so much like what's actually going on, like between the two people, but just how it's put together. I will say that was the that that was the one aspect of the movie that I could appreciate was it did have beautiful cinematography, mm-hmm. great camera work, but I just the story itself. Um, and the and cat, I, I like the cat. Yeah, there was a lot of the cat <laughs> in it. Yes, uh, and I do think it's cool. I'd like to know a little bit more of the of the backstory on the like. Was it actually shot in Iran? Like, how does that? I wonder how that works I... with. Don't Maybe it was know. just Iranian filmmakers that. I, shot think that's I, it. I also did not get an Iranian feel out of this movie. I've seen other Iranian films, and it, this one it looked like it was in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was actually filmed. Let me 
reference real quick. I don't think it was filmed there. I think it's the filmmaker, um, okay. Anna Lily Amarapur. I don't, I don't know how you say her last name, but... Oh, we're, um, we're captains of mispronouncing people's names. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> we Sorry, butcher, butcher names on this show. Are you really super American when it comes yes. to pronouncing things? <laughs> oh, we try really hard, but pronunciation <laughs> is bullshit, so... Um, I'm not seeing... Hold on. We'll figure this out. You guys can talk some other okay. stuff. <laughs> well, anyway, at, le- at the very least, yeah. uh, we... You know, I soldiered through. I watched the whole thing. Eric, you watched some of it. Yeah, you were very committed. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I, no. It's hard enough uh, for me to cram in three or four movies for recently watched every week. Dude, so. I'm serious. I, I, that that picture. Um, I, I think about it every now and then, especially when I was watching the movie. I kept on referencing the picture that you sent me of the guy smoking the pipe. And I'm like, that kind of reminds me of the Family Guy character with the huge chin. Yes. <laughs> what was so funny is that I sent him that picture with absolutely no context. And I was like, okay, he just sent, so... His text back was, what? And I was like, he's the president of the Girl Rocks Home Alone at Night fan club. So... <laughs> Oh. Well, that's okay. Hey, it anyway. says USA, so I think okay. it's as far as so country, it was so Detroit. I think it was filmed in USA. Because yeah, yeah. Probably. at any time you, like need, you need Iran, it's Detroit. You go right yeah. to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the town's called Bad City in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to move on to the next segment. Yes. Um, uh, yes, so please, listeners, uh, go watch A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and please tell us what you think. Maybe Eugene and I are completely wrong. And from everything I've seen on the internet, we are. Uh, and that would not be the first time, as we have championed many horrible films. Hey, speaking of which, let's move on to our top 100. Yep. Uh, this episode, it is number 20 through number 11. We are knocking on the door of the finish line. Um, and for me, we could call this segment, Who Has the Worst Sequels? Because that's kind of how this list got <laughs> yeah. organized. Now, let me ask you this. Did you... Because... Uh, because previously, and Jess, I'm not sure if... Have you listened to any of the of our episodes where we're talking about the actual Top 100 yet? I it, have listened to some of them where you guys are going through um, that. Now, I did want to ask a question. Sure. How on earth did you come up with your Top 100 movies? Well, Eric, well, Eric, why don't you explain to her how we did this? Okay. Uh, I went through uh, every top list on IMDb. I, I went online oh. and would Google... Uh, top 100 movies, and then I would take mm-hmm. like AFI's list, uh, okay, yeah. IMDb, uh, Rotten Tomatoes user list, um, uh, from critics, users, my own collection, everything that I could kind of culminate, uh, just, you know what I mean, just random things trying to right. find enough movies. Like good sources. Good, well, yeah, and like like top lists, so you're looking, because you're looking for good movies, not just... Uh, the crap. Not just and, movies you really like. Yeah. Right, and I, I came, I n- narrowed it down to 150. I was like, I cannot go less <laughs> than that. So we did two episodes of honorable mentions, and then yep. we went into our top 100. Wow. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm was very similar to that. Well, yeah, and I, I was... the way I do it is I printed out a sheet with my top 100 on it, and then I cut it all up into 100 pieces. And every week I would or every month I would get out the pile, lay out all the movies, and I would take the ten least favorite of that list. And there's my next round building up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that it, makes sense. It makes sense, but it's also, it's hard. It is It is way <laughs> more difficult than you realize. And we might put you to that test. Uh, hey, I'm up for but it. But since we're so close to the end here, we're going to just focus on getting this crap done so I can cut right. together a best of easily. <laughs> uh, it just 
it just seems like so like where you would like especially when you're at the top of your 100 like you're actually at one or i guess the bottom the at the 100 range i just couldn't imagine like trying to like well, what? Okay, what should be ninety eight? Well, what's better? What's going to be ninety six? Well, and, and literally, <laughs> Jess, here's the thing: like before the show, even during during some of our tapings, I was still rearranging. As we were talking, I was like, "Oh, okay." Now, right before it's my turn, I'm going to actually rearrange this just real quick here. So, now that we're down to the nitty gritty, like this set in stone for me. Yeah, that's stuff. For Aaron. Well, and you yeah. did it a little different than me. You set your top one hundred. I every week would get out my little slips of yeah. paper and pull out the bottom 10 and then I put everything away and just organize that 10 because it's yeah. too daunting to put together the whole 100. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't even wrap my head around that. So yeah. I was just doing 10 at a time and I'll tell you, it didn't start getting easy until last episode, till top yeah. 30. Then it sort of, you're sort of like, okay, everything here is a nine or a 10. It's just, what am I right. more likely to watch? I, I, weird things would enter my head. Like, okay, well, we'll get into it here, but yeah. Yep. Good example, number 20, Back to the Future, okay? Wow. How do you put Back to the Future at number 20, and which one do you pick? And uh, again, well, you I, pick the first one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the first one is technically the finest made one. I, yes. That being said, I tend to enjoy part two the most. Um, and part three is fine, but when I was doing this, it was no... I, I'm putting the whole series in. Whenever you put one in, the whole series is right there. That way I don't have to debate whether T2 is better than T3 or 1 or whatever. Uh, it's all right there. Yeah. Uh, and so, I did not do that. I Just to clarify, yeah. I did not do that. But that's... Yeah, Eric did that. I kind of chose the different route with that. So you have... Yeah. you have Eric has, like, appendixes. Like, he's got, like, 100. <laughs> he's yes. got, like, yes. half thir- number 30 and also... Third, 30B and 30C. 30B, 30C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> So at number 20 is Back to the Future. Uh, Number 20 for you, Eugene. Okay, number 20 for me is Suck My Fat One, You Cheap Dime Store Hood. Oh, that's... (laughs) Okay, I thought last episode we had the longest title with the door, knock, and vice. I have the key. Your vice is the door and only I have the key. Suck My Fat... What what, uh, horror movie was this? Dude, you do know what that movie is, Yes, I'm just kidding. Okay, yes. Stand by me, yes. Rob Reiner. That is one of actually at this point, looking over my list, that might be my favorite drama. Um, yeah, I I would consider that to be my favorite drama movie at at this point with the list that I'm looking at here. Um, I've watched that movie uh, twice, so many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, this is one that I can watch every year. It's so quotable. Uh, it's I think that that movie is timeless in that yeah, it was made in 1986, but it doesn't remotely feel dated probably because it was set in the the 50s or whatever and um the cast was perfect everybody in the movie was perfect um the uh river phoenix Kiefer sutherland was the quasi-essential bad guy in that movie i thought he was so good in that movie sorry (laughs) the quintessential bad guy quasi-essential quasi-essential i think i think we invent words on this show yes (laughs) <laughs> this shows all sorts of yeah new technology, and that is one of them is uh, is new words by Eugene. <laughs> oh, both of us, yes. Uh, so, and Corey Feldman before, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, I it was a perfect movie. cast, but it's also kind of devastating because I grew up perfectly in that River Phoenix kind of area. Like he was one of my favorite actors growing up, and then he's dead. So yeah. every time I see him, it's like heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, That's a, I mean, I agree. That's a fantastic. I've, actually watched it twice already this like since they put it on netflix like twice already this year i think 
Okay. I could just Here's I a, could just sit and watch it anytime. Here might yeah. be a bit of a derail, but how do you watch as a, a female? Because as a girl, yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's a very male centric movie, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much because it so perfectly encapsulates what it's like as a young man with your mm-hmm. friends, and you're going around mm-hmm. f you, and your mother sucks, you know, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but you still are best friends, and it's no big deal. Uh, um. But actually, you bring up a fantastic point that I was actually just talking about with Jason, my fiance, is that I love Stephen King, but I will never, ever be able to fully appreciate Stephen King because I have never and will never be a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, that being said, no, I didn't go out in the woods with my friends and call yeah. each other's mom's names and <laughs> pull, le- pull like leeches that. off your wiener. Yeah, I didn't pull it. Yeah. I didn't have any bad leech incident. <laughs> um, but what I can say is that I'm also not just to give, I guess, listeners a chance to know who I am. If I'm going to be on here more, um, I'm not a traditional girl either. Um, I'm we not totally girly. forgot to do the intro thing with the, the no, movies cool. that we picked. Damn it. That's cool. I'm doing it now. We'll do, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it after this. We'll, we'll squeeze it okay. in. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not a traditional girl. Um, I was into girly things. I never had been. Um, I, I like to go outside. I like to go on adventures. I like, I like stuff like that. So for me, it was kind of like a, I'm appreciating this and I'm living kind of vicariously. Like mm-hmm. if I could do, if I could have like done stuff like that, I would have. Right. Um, but you know, it's different. And like I said, I'll never be able to f- fully understand or appreciate something like that because I, I never lived a life like that. Right. But it's still interesting to me, and you know, it's funny. And I like, I like all the, like you guys said, it's the perfect range of actors mm-hmm. in those roles that make them make me like understand and know who they are. And I don't just, you know, I don't have to be a guy to understand. I, I they did a great job. Yeah. And, and, putting and, it out there for in only 90 minutes too that's another thing is this movie is yeah. only 90 minutes long and it feels like there's so much emotional stuff going on in the movie it feels like it should be a, like a lot of that type of movie uh, they're a lot longer and this one here does such a great job at only 90 minutes of of getting that point across just the whole coming of age thing i, I don't yeah. know about you eugene but this movie is devastating to me like i can cry through half this movie oh yes yeah this movie is there are so many cry worthy moments in the movie and no matter how many times i watch it it it's still it's like man i i used to be that age and that used oh, to be oh yeah me. That was me and my friends yeah. going out and tearing shit up and doing yeah yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. like i i had, i mean i can i ident- i identify with gordy i mean i like to write i i always did and i was yeah. you know he's kind of a like more quiet kid and i was always the quiet kid and yeah i never lost like a brother or anything like that yeah. well yeah but whatever, but he's he still appeals to that kind of like, you know, when he says, do you think I'm weird? And Chris says, definitely. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, seriously, am I weird? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, everybody's weird. Like, that's a that's a good moment, and that's a moment that really kind of, like, Resonate. I and identify with. Yeah. That's what's so cool about that movie is there's so many of the characters, as I think back to my childhood, I'm like, so many of the characters, including Kiefer Sutherland, I'm like, I know someone, I knew someone like that. I Maybe not. Well, see, the, that's, that's, I never knew anybody like that. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not, like, not to that extreme, but just, just like, okay, here's the, the cool bully guy, and here's the chubby kid, and I, I knew all those people uh, mm-hmm. as a younger kid. Yeah, so. those were my friends. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I know that was a derail. No, that's but, all right. That's fine. We, we live for the derail, but it is a top yeah. 100 night, so we got to barrel through this. Yeah. Uh, number 19, and, and these are getting real mainstream over here, so uh, 
sorry, yeah. Jess. My twenty-one <laughs> through eighty were my obscure movies. We're we're getting into some real mainstream Damn it, I crap. Them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, number nineteen is Terminator Two. Um, arguably one of the best action movies of all time, but it's also science fiction, so that's a win-win for me. Um, clearly the best of the series, and I have yet to see Gen Isis, but I don't think it's <laughs> no, going to take the throne. To. Oh, you don't need oh, to. Oh, you wow. know I will. Uh, yeah. Says the guy who... Just don't, just don't. Oh, you guys watched Last <laughs> Shift, so I, I'm good. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Jess, did you watch Gen Isis? I did. I did too. Well, then what the hell? So Both you guys... Bad. <laughs> That's why we're warning. You I know, but I still have to. It's a sci-fi. Oh, it's, a sci-fi a movie. it's like a completion. I have to. Fin- I have to finish yeah. the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 19, Eugene. 19 for me is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The yeah. best, in my opinion, the best Indiana Jones movie. I liked this one even better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Eric, I'm going to have to stop you for a second because I need to totally agree with Eugene and nobody nice. else agree with uh, with yep. me because Temple of Doom is the best and I don't care what the fuck anybody else says. Uh, Amen. Well, clearly I'm... you have not listened to us discuss any Indiana Jones on here. <laughs> uh, I would I, I would to... put Raiders at the bottom. Well, not the bottom. Kingdom of the whatever alien skull crap is at the bottom. But yeah. uh, no, I don't I don't share the love for Raiders that the rest of the world does. I, I For me, it's pretty much a tie between Temple of Doom and uh, uh, the Holy Grail cup, whatever thing. Yeah. Uh, the the last crusade. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I I adore Temple of Doom, and I think that might have been my first Indiana Jones movie. So special place in my heart before yeah. Mularam rips it out. Um, <laughs> no argument. My nana like. My nana likes to tell stories about how when I was little, all I did was watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on loop, mm. <laughs> just mm. constantly. My and my mom and dad didn't realize what it was going to be when they took me to see it in the theater in oh 1984. My. So I was 10 years old, and they took me to see. Oh, it's an Indiana Jones movie, and then it was like this horror type movie. Oh, I mean, but Raiders I, was. You know, everybody was, seems to forget to the effect. face melting. You know, for crying, yeah, but out. not to like like ripping hearts out of chests and yeah. bugs and crushing the cult, things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a great movie. Uh, number eighteen. <laughs> number eighteen Kali for Ma. me is Star Trek. Just yes. I would put the motion picture in here, but you got some crappy sequels in there, my friend. So you fell to number eighteen. Yeah, uh, that's it. And eighteen okay. for you. Uh, number eighteen for me is Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nice. Uh, probably my favorite. Oh, I don't want to say my favorite Alien-ish movie because there's another. 18 or so, 17 or so movies, but uh, it is, uh, it's such a great movie, and it's timeless. Uh, even even though it was made in the 70s, it still feels uh, new. The special effects are so good. Proof that you don't need CGI all the time in science fiction movies. Agreed. Fantastic movie. Uh, I love that movie. Okay, 17. Kneel before Krom, Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I love this movie, and the only reason that it... And it, this one got moved. The little slip of paper got moved quite a bit in this lineup, but I had to put it down a hair because that sequel, eh, not so good. Yeah. Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. Um, what about the remake? We, we don't discuss that. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> that doesn't... Barbarian was number 77 on my top 100 list. I'm just looking yeah. over my, my list and that it's was... It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. You're yeah. only 60 off. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have put it probably higher up. Not like... I, I guess I probably would have put it up closer to 
like where Eugene is. It's and, easier to say yeah. until you actually are it's putting the list. I, it to is. Do it, yeah. There are so many times where we're like, oh, that would be my top 20. That'd be my top 25. Then we realize there's 500 movies in our top 25. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until you start eliminating things, it gets tough. Uh, 17, Eugene. 17 for me is John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm, nice. Uh, yep. Um, I think that this is an underrated uh, horror movie. I agree. And the again, I'm going to go to the special effects. The special effects are so good in this movie. The the, the fog effects and the the, uh, the leprosy guys, the the uh, the ship, everything about it is so good. And uh, I love it. I'm not sure what else to say about it. It's uh, I think it's under it, it's one of John Carpenter's more underrated movies. Sorry, I'm pouring so how, pouring a drink. How, uh, how happy were you when you saw the or when you saw Tales of Halloween and Adrian Barbeau was? Oh, she's so great! Yeah, and she's was kind recast of, in her. Yes, her, her role. I love that <laughs> with her cool song. With her cool voice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much and different I, than in Creepshow. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and Creepshow is another great movie. But I, I and the, the fact that um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Tom Atkins is in. And Tom Atkins is like the horror version of, uh, I don't want to say Chuck Norris, but kind of a cross between Chuck Norris and uh, Paul Kersey from the Death Wish. Uh, what's his, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I know who you... He's just a badass. Uh, Bronson. Um, Bronson. Bronson, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Fog, 10 out of 10 for me. Nothing else to say. Yep. Uh, yeah. Number 16 for me is The Matrix. Again, mm. sci-fi right. guy rears his head. But uh, that was one of the few <laughs> movies that I saw four times in the theater. Absolutely mind-blowing. So good that I was mad I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't think of writing <laughs> that tale because that was so genius. Uh, the sequels bring it down a little bit, but I still like the sequels, even with some of their dodgy CGI and questionable plot elements. Um, I know a lot of people like to crap on the sequels, but I think they're pretty good. Not as good as the first one, though. Uh, Eugene, number 16. <clears throat> it's going to be a John Carpenter back-to-back for me. This is John Carpenter's best movie, and that would be The Thing. Wow. Yeah. I think I, I probably would have had that closer to the 10. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, again, so. wait till you hear my I top don't know. 10. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Thing is uh, the best creature feature movie, I yes. think, that's ever been made. The special effects still hold up from Rob Boutin. The score, everything about that movie is uh, is perfect. There's not one single thing about that movie that I can think of that I would change. Pacing, the cast, everything is great. I mean, it's perfect score. I completely, 100% agree. Yep, I love that movie. And I, I'm i trying to remember. I think the first time I saw it was at your house on Laserdisc, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes it was. I yep. And I was like, this is, this is absolutely amazing. And Wolfer Brimley. <laughs> uh, number 15 for me is The Godfather and it's always debatable Godfather 1 or Godfather 2 I think I'm going to lean towards 1 but you're splitting hairs and then there's Godfather 3 which is why it's at number 15 yeah. so, uh, number 15 for you sir 15 for me is Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket mm. uh, that is my favorite uh, movie that deals with war and um, it's it's not one that I watch often because a lot of war movies I'm not able to watch that often because they're so heavy. Right. Um, but the first, I've come around on the second half of the movie. The, it, for the longest time, the first half of the movie was for me the reason to watch the movie. 
with uh, Gunnery Sergeant and you know all that whole thing. And then the second half, I'm like, ah, oh, now we're there. They're in the actual war, and I I missed the the basic training stuff. But I've come around to just turning human beings into machines in that movie, and you see them as machines in that second half of the of the movie. Especially the very end with the Mickey Mouse. It's just they're robots walking through a field. And it's just it is a masterpiece. Fantastic. Movie. That end is just it haunts me every oh, time. Oh, I know, I know. Especially when it you find out what was going on with the sniper mm-hmm. and everything. Oh man. Anyway. Okay, number fourteen. Uh, Jess, finally something that isn't mainstream. Maybe I, impress me. Please tell me you've seen this movie because I know Eugene uh-huh. hasn't. I, I will be so impressed. Uh, from 1980, The Ninth Configuration. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn it, I need to see this movie. Uh, directed, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. Directed by William Peter Blatty, uh, mm-hmm. starring Stacy Keach and Scott Wilson. And in my opinion, the defining Scott Wilson role. He is like, this yes. is his Tyler Durden. Like, it well, is... No, I was just going to say what I would I would say about the ninth configuration is I do really, really enjoy that movie, but William Peter Blatty, I mean, obviously from The Exorcist, mm-hmm. but The Exorcist 3 such a great is, movie. is such a good, just so good, and I didn't see that until, like, more recently, like, within the last couple of years, and Scott Wilson's in that, and it's just, I... I I think I might actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something that's not very popular, but I like The Exorcist three more than The Exorcist. Oh. Wow! I don't wow. care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not the huge, hugest Exorcist fan. And but mm-hmm. part three, I did see a couple of clips online. I, we were talking about this a couple months ago. I saw a couple of clips mm-hmm. online. I was like, "Dude, do I need to see that?" And you were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, let me borrow it." I haven't yet got it from yeah. uh, Eugene there, but uh, I do want to see that one. Uh, you you should. It's, it's a great I, movie. And I'll tell you this. I know we derailed from Ninth Configuration. That's we'll all right. Back, we'll get back there. It it there was a legitimately scare like something legitimately scared me for the first time like in a very long time because like Eugene, I'm a big horror fan, so it's kind of hard to actually scare me or surprise me with a scare or anything like yeah. that. And The Exorcist Three has two moments that absolutely just like got under my skin and scared the crap out of me oh yeah <laughs> and i was 24 when i saw it so <laughs> i saw one of those clips online i was like holy shit so i need to see yeah. this movie then is what yeah. i'm seeing and it's a, it's a genuinely well-made movie and i like that it, it, uh i mean it makes you kind of kind of forget the atrocity that part two was mm-hmm. so anyway. Kind of. Uh, anyway kind of back to the ninth configuration yes. uh this is not a horror movie uh no. even though he directed both of those <laughs> um but it's basically this. How do you even explain the plot of this thing? Uh, it's it's I, POWs dealing with PTSD after Vietnam, and so they got a bunch yeah. of loonies up in this castle in the middle of nowhere, and they send a new doctor to help them. And it's an experimental thing. So you got a bunch of these crazy people running around, and Scott Wilson just absolutely destroys one of the best performances of all time spitting monologue after monologue of just priceless shit that you're that you will rewind to listen to his rants they're so good um but it's a brilliant film with a heartfelt ending that works i mean i classifying it in a genre imdb says this is a comedy drama horror mystery thriller Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it fits all of those things 
It's yep. but it's a brilliant film, and it it's it sucks that I only have it on this crappy transfer DVD because it is terrible. Um, but mm. that's the only way that it exists. So, well, I think it, uh, they just released it on Blu-ray. Actually, are you serious? They did. Yeah, yep. they did. Okay, well, yeah. Hold on. Somebody's going to be hoping for a black Queuing up my uh, Christmas list. Uh, number 14 for you, sir. 14 for me. Uh, now, I'm going to probably be in the vast minority on this one, but... Exorcist 4. A... <laughs> it is a part of my childhood, and it features the best volleyball game ever Exorcist to be in a movie. Four. <laughs> Exorcist 4. Exorcist 4. Uh, close, close. Uh, Top Gun. Yeah, very close. <laughs> very close. I like that. Uh, the, this is my very favorite movie dealing with war. Full Metal Jacket is topped by and Top, then Top Gun. Gun. <laughs> Top Gun is hardly a you, war movie. It's, you put Top Gun over it, Full Metal. Oh, trust me. We do this Jess, every we, month. We, we do this every month. Every month, Jess. it's like you put this over this. Oh yes, that has happened. So, Godfather was number fifty nine, and guess what? Top Gun is number fourteen for me. Oh, man. So yeah, but Top Gun, it's one of those movies that uh, it means so much to me because of uh, when I watched it and the age that I was, and it's just a part of my life. It, and it's it sounds weird to say, but it just uh, it is like Stand by Me. It's kind of my childhood, my early teens, and shirtless volleyball. For shirtless volleyball and uh, yeah, make whitey tighties to to <laughs> whitey tighties and yeah, making out with dudes <laughs> named Kelly and. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the volleyball scene, but probably <sighs> not for the same reason. <laughs> oh, it's for the uh, same I, I just, reason. I, <laughs> I laugh. At, I mean, the, the movie has now become a comedy for me. So <laughs> I watch it, and they sing the lost, the love and feeling. I'm like, oh, but it's just. <laughs> Great! I just I love the movie, and now they're gonna finally supposedly be yeah, making that sequel. This week, the story so. came out. Val Kilmer got the call for Top Gun too. Yeah, I can't believe anybody wants to work with him anymore. I yeah, I know, <laughs> but well, who knows? Yeah. So anyway, yep. There's Top All Gun. Right. That's my that's well. Let's hop a motorcycle out of the highway, out of the danger zone, and go right over <laughs> to a not Tom Cruise movie. Uh, number thirteen, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> Which is somehow even more gay than Top Gun, I think. Maybe. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but this was... Uh, hey, look. Stanley Kubrick said, this is the finest film I've ever made. And mm-hmm. I am could almost agree with him. Then I look at the rest uh-huh. of my top and, yeah, 12. But um, it is an absolute masterpiece for me. This thing is an 11. Like, I adore this film. It is... One man's journey through every form of sex in one night. Yeah. And it is, it's devastating, but it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. The, it you gets got, a really you, unnecessary bad rap. It, it does. does. Yeah. I, I've never understood it, but ah, whatever. No, and Eric, you actually got me to rewatch that one after I watched it in the theater one time. And then years later, you were the one that talked me into rewatching it. Like, dude, you should rewatch that. And I'm like, ah. and now it's, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. It's fantastic yeah. uh number 13 for you uh 13 for me is the empire strikes back my favorite nice. star wars movie uh i don't know what else needs to be said about that it's i 
good luck Force Awakens topping that. <laughs> Maybe you can, but Empire is the granddaddy of the Star Wars movies for me. I would like it known. I did not know you were going to talk about that movie this evening when I came up with that intro. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome uh okay number 12 another stanley kubrick masterpiece the shining yeah we spend a lot of time on the shining no come on everybody knows it's brilliant and if it's not in your top i don't know what 25 you're probably wrong i can already tell you that it's like when i when and well i'll just say when i do my top 100 list because i'm i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna um it's definitely my top five for sure I, that's not surprising. There's nothing wrong with it. And, and it pretty much, uh, other than about three or four, any Kubrick in your top five, that's fine. That's totally acceptable. Your top five could be Kubrick films, and that'd be okay. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Uh, number 12, Eugene. 12 is the original Friday the 13th. Very um, nice. I would put this over, yeah, pretty much every other slasher movie. Uh, I know that it wasn't the first, but it uh, took everything that was... Uh, set before it with Halloween and with the Mario Bava movies and just made it, it, it cemented that early 80s slasher movie and it was kind of the blueprint to me. That's almost more of a blueprint for me for the 80s slasher movie than Halloween was just because so many of the other ones felt like Friday the 13th much more than they felt like Halloween. And that's mm-hmm. that's probably just me, uh, but um, I thought no, it was I great. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, just because of the gore. I mean, the the gore aspect that came yes. so much with with the slashers is far more Friday the Thirteenth than it was yes. Halloween. Obviously, that that's the key difference. Yeah. I've always yeah. been more of a nightmare fan as far as yeah. the franchises well, and, go. But yeah. and, and Jess, I'm, I'm curious. Did you uh, have you watched the original a, a lot? I'm guessing you have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, always that that first one almost feels. I don't want to say documentary, but the way it was shot, it just has this different feel to it like you know it doesn't obviously... feel like a movie yeah it, de- it doesn't for some reason it it has this own unique feel to it and i yeah. love that well um, even though i a, agree a ton it, of those, it feels very far apart a ton of yeah. a ton of those similar style slashers came out in the late 70s early 80s and uh, you know they became cliche but there were a few that stood apart like friday the 13th and sleepaway camp and the final terror you know and they all have kind yeah. of that different feel of the way they were shot like yeah. this is something that's not cookie cutter and it's unique um yeah yeah cuz uh, the final the final terror for example that one there was kind of to me one of the first backwoods horror movies um i mean yeah deliverance was kind of like that but this was more of the horror version of deliverance and it was very unique i thought i agree um <clears throat> i have a question about your friday the 13th entry here um because I don't have the list here in front of me, but I don't want to spoil what's to come. Are there any other Friday the 13th ahead or coming? No, this is nope. the last one. That is, so that you is would my put, favorite Friday so the So you would put the first one above the second. I think that's interesting. Oh, really? Well, I, yes, I kind of I... feel like the first one is like a prequel, and the second one is like the... F- I, don't, I always feel like the... I, but I came to them late, so... Yeah, I don't know. You grew up with them. Uh, where yeah, I, I mean, no, granted, Grant, part two is... Uh, it may be my second favorite Friday the 13th just because it's Jason uh, before he gets the hockey mask and he's yeah. got the potato sack head yeah. going mm-hmm. on and the hillbilly. Um, and it's got the, the I think the, the best, uh, the best female lead of probably all the Friday the 13th. I thought that she, uh, is it Amy? Steele. Yeah. She was great in it's it. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. I can't, so. I, I, you know, what do you what? think Jess? 
my, uh, my favorite, you know what, I'm going to be, because I, uh, I did not grow up with Friday the 13th movies, um, but I, I, I have watched them, I own all of them, and I've seen them all probably at least five times, at least, the sequels anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say I really like part four. Oh, yeah. The final chapter? I love the final chapter. Yeah. Like, I would say that one, four, three, two. One, four, three, two. Nothing wrong with that. Now, where, do, where does six fall into that? Because six is, I really like six with the almost like the pre-screen, referential type with humor the, going on. That with, six is with Roy, right? Oh, good. I'm not um, the only one that has to bring up some cues <laughs> to remember which the hell sequel we're talking about. Is this the one I, where he went six, to six Alaska? Is Alice, Al- <laughs> no, six is six with is Roy. With yeah, Alice Cooper. Yeah, uh, um, the, you yeah. know what? I'm not a big Six fan, but I am a big Seven fan because oh. I, I like the psychic ex- aspect the, okay. of Part okay. Seven. Yeah, and I also like the the people hunting in the woods wherever wherever yes. this points. You bang. <laughs> oh yeah, you bang. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, I think I like Seven. You know what? The Friday the Thirteenth sequels are one I've realized because I've watched them in order and I've watched them out of order, and I think it's better to watch them out of order. Mm. Um, just like going back to them, like on your first time, just watch all of them yeah. as is. But if you're trying to revisit, I would just pick at random and you'll, and en- I would think that you would enjoy it much more than if you sat down and watch all of them straight through. I don't know. I've, I mean, I, wa- I've watched them all the way straight through. Uh, usually when mm-hmm. I go on a Friday the 13th binge, that's what I do. And it, I think it, I, it always, it tickles me. I find it amusing how you watch them develop with the times. They're like, well, this is yeah. kind of popular, more comedy, or this is kind of popular, more Crispin Glover dancing. Or, right. you know what else You know what else the young kids like? New York and sewers. Do that. Yeah, except in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> except in Canada. Yeah. yeah. New York's really Vancouver-y. Yeah, very. You know what else the kids are into? Space. Yes. No, fuck that movie. Oh, that man, movie. that was bad. Oh, I reviewed it last oh. episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Number 11 for me is... Jaws. Nothing else needs said about that. Mm-hmm. Come on, that movie is yeah. iconic, and it was. I did struggle a lot on this. My top three with Jaws, Shining, Eyes Wide Shut because Eyes Wide Shut I'm more apt to watch, but it's only because I watch Jaws more. And then every Jaws sequel is step down, down, down. Michael Caine. Oh, down. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it still almost cracked the top ten, and there are actually about three movies ahead of this that I was struggling with cutting into my 10 of what's going to be my top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be a real charmer to try and put together next month. But uh, anyway, number 11 for you and finish us up for this episode. No. I will raise your classic horror movie Jaws. I will raise that to one of Exorcist. Oh, there you go. Ah. <laughs> yes, The Exorcist is uh, not one that I rewatch all the time. Uh, just because of the subject matter, it's so heavy. But it is one of uh, one of the, the 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 greatest American horror movies ever made. And granted, it is it's it's a rough watch, but it is uh, not just a horror movie. It's so well made and so effective in what it's trying to do. Um, and that and I've had experiences with that movie. I don't want to get into it here, but I, mm-hmm. I just I have this odd feeling when I watch that movie, like that it's. Yeah, <laughs> that it's happy birthday party time, or it's blow up some balloons. Well, yeah, just and... <laughs> like where I just feel very, very, very uncomfortable. Like there is spiritual shit going on yeah, around yeah. me, and it's 
anyway. now I, I have a question and um, it's the same kind of question as the stand by me question is that um. for the exorcist for me um, the first time I saw it I was probably like 11 mm-hmm. you know good parenting <laughs> <laughs> um, no not my mom's fault I was at a friend's house but um, and it was funny to me because of just what she was saying because at that point in time like it's not really shocking to hear because yeah. I'm only well, I'm 25 um, so when I saw it I was like 10 so it would have been like 2000 so it wouldn't really be shocking for kids to say things like that yeah. like really but I will tell you that The Exorcist has like gotten scarier for me as I've gotten older and I think like I've read stuff about like read up on like you know like theories and stuff about The Exorcist and one of them, and which I kind of agree with, is that for women, the exorcist can become more scary because it's very much about a foreign entity invading your body mm. for, okay. you know, for uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. an inappropriate right, right, right. thing. But so, like, being as, like, a woman, that that might be something that is more in my psyche versus you watching it as a man. Um, yeah. That you you're focusing, like you said, more spiritual side of it, where I think yeah. I'm focusing more on the body. Well, I'll take the aspect of it combination of both of those views, and the reason that I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of The Exorcist is because I felt it's uh, exploitive exploitation, and I'm not opposed to exploitation stuff, but I felt like the horror of that movie it was effective and it worked, but at at time I didn't like it because it was just. I'm going to say horrible shit while I'm stabbing myself with a crucifix because that's going to be right. effective. And it's like, that's not, not effective to me. It's just offensive. Um, mm-hmm. And not, not like, damn it, I hate saying it's offensive because it gives people power over you. But um, it's not like I watch that and I'm like, oh, the horror. So we need to ban this. No, I just watch yeah, it. I'm, I, I just watch it and I'm just very suddenly aware that I'm watching a movie. Whereas uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, they're like, it, it felt more natural, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Where it's like, no, I'm I'm crawling up the walls naturally. Um, no, I can I can I can get behind that. I can understand where you're coming from in that. The where it's like more of a like a, a filmmaking choice where you're like, okay, you kind of just put that in there to for yeah, a shock value. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to. So not offensive, more just like a shock. Exactly. Value yes, and that, okay. and that tends to pull me out when. It, yeah. You know, I will say this about The Exorcist. My favorite scene in the entire movie is uh, close to the beginning. I think it's the most effective shot of the movie is when Father Marin is in Iraq and he mm-hmm. finds the little medallion and he actually, he looks up and the um, there's the actual statue, the demon statue there uh, and they're like, there's dogs fighting in the background and the wind is... The, the that was is my favorite stuff. I and mean, it was like yeah. good versus evil right there. And the, the sh- it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. The, the shot was... Uh, it was probably one of the more scary scenes in the movie for me, just because I'm like, this is truly. I feel like I'm watching what is to come, good versus evil on screen. It was it was done perfectly. Yeah, one and of that's my something that scenes. I grew to appreciate more. And yes. I love that part of it. That part was all great. I, I was like, okay, I'm in. But then, and yeah. especially when we go through all that exploitive stuff, and then we get to the very end. I thought the end was just stupid because it was like. <laughs> 
No, you won't well, take if you me. Watch not... The Exorcist Three. I was just, well, you just we'll get there. We'll get there. Exorcist Three. Yes. Do I need to watch Exorcist Two? Please say no. No. Okay. No, good. No, you nope. never ever need to watch good. Exorcist Two. <laughs> I will take your advice on that one. Terminator Genesis, okay, though, that's probably happening. <laughs> You're on your own on that one, buddy. <laughs> oh, Terminator Genesis and Alien or uh, and Alien. Any uh, Alien, and, any AVP, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, that wraps up this round of the top 100. Uh, before we get into recently watched, real quick. I was gonna. I wanted to do this as a guest intro, so we can get uh, a taste for where you stand on some movies that people seem to love or hate. So okay. here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna run down the list. I'm, I'm gonna say a movie. You give me one word review. We're talking love it, Just hate one single well, word. Love it, hate it. Uh, okay. Haven't seen it. Indifferent. Wh- Fuck whatever. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Speed Racer. Fuck it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cabin Fever. <laughs> Fuck that movie, too. Yes, I love you. AVP Requiem. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Man of Steel. I, I guess it's okay. I'm not a Superman fan, to be honest. Prometheus. I like Prometheus a lot. Black Christmas remake. Love it. Silent yes. Hill. I like it. Cloud Atlas. Never saw it. Punisher Warzone. Never saw it. Moonraker. Eh, it's alright. Tusk. Tusk? Yes. No. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Hangover 2. No. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. I love that. <laughs> no or yes. So those, those no's were haven't seen it or just no? No, those were no's I don't like. No, like, uh. <laughs> Denied. Okay. Denied. That's all right. Yep. We just need to know where you stand on these things so that you, uh, our audience has a context for the, these reviews. You know, because if... To, to elaborate on Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I did not always like that movie. I have grown to appreciate it much more, and I'm looking forward to Mark Patton's... Uh, Scream Queen documentary he's coming out with um, yeah. about that movie. That is the I think to date the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie I haven't seen because it, really oh. Oh, because of Eugene. Don't awe me, bitch. That was <sighs> you told me not to watch it, <laughs> and now it's I've come around on that movie. I'm like, like yes, I'm like that's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, well, it's because yeah. of you that I didn't watch it. That's your fault. <laughs> well, it's now you have to me. watch it. You should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Yeah, so anything I straight up said no to is, I'm like, no, I, I don't like that. Okay, that's no. fine. No, it's not about right or wrong, it's just context. Yeah. So, no, right. so, Cloud Atlas, you have not seen Cloud Atlas? I haven't yeah. seen that one yet, no. Yeah. You really I want to. It's, it's, yeah. Most of these movies are, maybe I'm wrong here, but most of these are kind of 50-50, you either love them or hate them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the list we're trying to put together. That way, you get a general feel where people stand on these things. Yeah. Cloud Atlas, it's it's... I have no problem with long movies at all. I just have I have to be in the mood for a long movie, right? And yeah. I know, and that one's like I know it's very in depth. It's very you have to like pay attention to what you're watching. It's a commitment film, and so I just need to be yeah. I need to be in that mode where I'm like I'm not fucking with my phone. I'm not yeah. you know messing with stuff. I just got to be watching that movie. So I, I haven't I haven't got to that one yet. That's understandable. It's all right. I don't expect you to see every single one of these films. It's just. Uh, a little thing we threw together, so, you know, for context of like other things. So, uh, anyway. I enjoyed that. I'm sure there will be more movies thrown on that list eventually. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, recently watched. Uh, I'll go first here with a real quick triple header. We're going big. Uh, I've been re-watching some animated films. 
because uh, I've been getting them on Blu-ray and checking stuff off the list. Superman Shazam. This was a DC animated Blu-ray that I picked up, and it's a collection of short films uh, that deal with Superman Shazam, and then they have a bunch of, uh, what do they call them, uh, showcases where they did very small shorts um, to introduce other characters like Green Arrow and whatever. Like, I thought they were going to do them as a kickoff to make more animated whatever. Uh, it's I got it for like two bucks, and it's totally worth a watch. I would recommend Eugene checking it out because okay. because they're all so short. Uh, there's the, Like, the Shazam ones are maybe 15 minutes, and then a lot of the showcase stuff, they're like five. So breezy, snapping through them, no problem. Nice. Um, another Blu-ray I, I picked up. On the cheap, Green Lantern First Flight. This would be the Green Lantern origin story. It's like the um, Ryan Reynolds live-action movie, except not terrible. Um, oh, good. <laughs> and more accurate. And no no freaking stupid-ass cloud villains. Uh, it's the real villains that it should be for a Green Lantern origin story. Uh, if you have any interest in that character, that's the one to check out. And when we get around to them saying there's going to be another Green Lantern live-action something, then I'll be making you watch this movie, Eugene. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, in a, the Wonder I'm Woman in. sense of, here's the true origin, so just so you know. Um, and then lastly, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. I rewatched this. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. It's it's so freaking good, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, it's I've talked it to death. It's a freaking ten. I love it. If you have yeah, you talked to me into watching that a couple of years ago, and it's fantastic. It's so good, dude. It's so damn good. If you have not seen I, that, I, I'm a Batman fan. Have you seen this? I wait. The Dark Knight Returns. Yes, this that... it's an animated film. Okay, I think I did, but I can't. I don't. It's where don't he's old. Particularly and remember. Peter, okay, yes, Peter Weller I have. voices him. Yeah. That yes, I do like that one. I thought I was thinking of a different one, but. That one I have seen. I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so I want to rewatch it. It was originally released in two parts, but I bought okay. the special edition, whatever, and uh, it oh, it's it's so good. The score on that movie is just amazing. It's one of the it's one of the best scores <laughs> of like the last decade. I would I, well, and and Peter Weller is perfect. His his voice is perfect for Batman. Absolutely kills it. Um, yeah. Anyway, the reason I. Rewatch that again is because I I don't know I watched something shitty and I was like I need something to cheer me up so I started watching that and was like oh my god this is amazing and uh, actually Frank Miller and a couple of other current Batman writers and artists are very close to releasing the part three because there is after Ooh. this this was uh, let's see Batman the Dark Knight Returns and there was the Bat Batman uh, Strikes Back graphic novel and then now part three is on its way and he said that part four is being written as well. So there are two more graphic novels coming after uh, the sequel to this movie. So, And I'm sure that Frank Miller will just love the movies that are made, right? Uh, mm -hmm. This isn't Alan Moore. This like this Frank Miller. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you're right, you're right. Sorry. No, Frank Sorry. Miller, no, Frank Miller loves this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking Alan Moore. No, no, Frank Miller yeah. loves this shit. Alan, but and he's had a lot of health issues. Like, he looks like he's aged 50 years in the last five uh, so oh. I don't think he's going to be with us too much longer, which is unfortunate because he's a genius. But, uh, yeah, Alan Moore can suck eggs. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's three off my list. Eugene, you want to give us a Batman or a Batman? Fuck. Bat 
Give, give us give us a, a Bond rundown it's, real quick. Just breeze okay, through Bond all rundown. of your uh, Bond movies. Yeah, this will be really quick uh, because I spend a lot of time on the Bond movies on my own show on uh, Soft Underbelly, so I won't take too much time. Uh, I watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, Man with the Golden Gun, and You Only Live Twice, uh, all almost back to back, and. Uh, I get on these kicks to where it's like, okay, I'm on a Bond kick. I want to watch as many Bond movies as I can. And I try to, to select like one or two from each different Bond. Uh, my personal favorite of the older ones is uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby. That's my favorite old school James Bond. Okay. Uh, it's cool revisiting even the Daniel Craigs at this point, starting to revisit those. Uh, he looks so much younger already in Casino Royale, which is probably going to be my favorite uh, of the Daniel Craig series. and I, But I will say this about Quantum of Solace, watching it right after that. Uh, I think that Quantum of Solace gets a bad rap as being, you know, uh, it's it's not as good. Well, it's, it's almost like Quantum of Solace is connected to Casino Royale and it's just one long movie. I actually like Quantum of Solace as a just straight-up action movie uh, with a lot of action and not a whole lot of story. Um... Anyway, that's the Daniel Craig movies. They're, I like them. It's, I, I if agree you with like you on the, Quantum of Solace, and I'm adding it to the list as a guest intro. <laughs> because that's yeah. one that gets a lot of hate, and I'm like, that's... It does. I mean, it gets a ton I, of hate. I understand why it does, because of the crazy shaky cam and uh, the quick cuts mm-hmm. along the way with the story yes. and the plot, and it's sort of like you get a little bit like, what the hell is going on? But yeah. uh, I feel it's wildly over-hated. I'm like, it's not that yes. bad, Judas. Yeah. Now, I'm but, not very well versed in Bond um, I have seen the Daniel Craig ones but I, I am I have not seen any of the other ones and I know that's awful uh, I'm working on it but so that one that's the one with, with Mads Mikkelsen right? Yeah uh, Casino yeah. Royale was. or is that Casino yeah. Royale? Casino Royale oh, okay. is Mads Mikkelsen yeah okay yeah but uh, to me uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace watching them back to back it just feels like one long four hour movie to me mm-hmm. um they, they go very much hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, now, <clears throat> just real briefly on the other ones then, Man with a Golden Gun is Roger Moore. The reason that that one is good, at least the reason that I like it, is because Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee is the main villain. Yes. Yeah. And Christopher Lee is good in anything. And this is a standard-issue Bond movie, but he in it, he elevates the movie. Um, and then You Only Live Twice was the Sean Connery movie uh, right before he decided to... I'm done with Bond... Lazenby did his uh, Majesty's Secret Service, and then Sean Connery came back one last time for Diamonds Are Forever, which I'm going to be rewatching that one, that one here really soon. You Only Live Twice is really good. Wait, wait. He came back for that... Diamonds Are Forever? I thought he came back for Never... Uh... Well, yeah, he came back for Diamonds Are Forever, then he was, and then Roger Moore took over, and then in the uh, when Octopussy was coming out, that's when uh, Never... Uh, whatever that... Never Say Sean Never Connery. Again, or... Yeah, which is bad. Um, but I will say this about You Only Live Twice. There is so many references in uh, the Austin Powers movies that are tied into You Only Live Twice with the outer space type stuff and the big lair. Um, obviously, the other Bond movies have it as well, but there's a lot of stuff in this one. <laughs> uh, here the, you that, Only Live Twice, that's the Japanese one where he went Japanese, isn't it? Oh, yes, and it's so See, bad. I, can't, I, like, I, oh. I need a marker so that I remember all of these crappy movies because so many yeah. of them are so mediocre. But yes, this is yeah. the extremely racist one. 
Oh, it's very, it's like, oh, he's oriental now. Yeah, which is yeah. racist, yes. And then he's like, we'll make him look like an oriental, which is racist. Yes. And then they dress him up. and uh, Stop saying that word. I know, but that's what they say. No, no. It, it, no, I'm saying they should. Oh, I know, that. I know. And that's what makes it, yeah, racist. Oh, it's, it's yeah, terrible. when you're watching, you're like, they they made this? Like, oh, geez. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember 1967 when it was like, you yellow yeah. Japs and blah, blah, blah. Well, like, have yeah. either of you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Uh, not all of it, but I I uh, do know the scene. I know the scene that? you're oh. talking about. Yes, that's Mickey Rooney is supposed to be playing a J- Japanese man or a Chinese man, yeah. and it just absolutely. <laughs> you know, actually, awful. Dragon. And, uh, do you remember Dragon the Bruce Lee story? Yeah, that is the reason I've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, because well, actually, no, I'm not a big fan. I I kind of I. Oh no, 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 no. I wasn't assuming that. I'm just saying that's the uh-huh. reason I've never seen a movie that is heralded as a classic. Uh, ah. Because of the scene where, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's playing Bruce Lee and they're sitting in the theater watching Breakfast at Tiffany's, watching that scene. Yep. And oh, I was yes, like, right. you know what? I'm, I will I'm find good. no enjoyment in that whatsoever. Yeah. Jason Lee. Yes, that, Jason, that, Jason no. Lee. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Okay, you only lived twice. Go, get back to your Japanese, uh, whatever. Right. Je- yeah. Or the Jess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jess, you're yeah, up. You're up. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so I've got a couple things on here. Um, we'll we'll start with documentary. I did watch Montage of Heck, to be relevant. Oh, what nice. Eugene picked earlier today. Excellent. How was it? Um, it's it's really really good. And to be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about Nirvana. Um, I mean, I I know the just basic story and everything. I know that Courtney Love has always gotten on my nerves, and I I didn't think it was possible for her to get more on my nerves, but she did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it because it gives you, at least for me, I learned a lot from it because I didn't necessarily grow up with Nirvana like that. I didn't, I mean, they were around, obviously, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. that age group. Um, Mother of God, I was. (laughs) I was too. That's, That's my age group. And and so I learned a lot about him, and I, I kind of, I, I really started to feel really bad for him, and it, it really made me look at him in a different way. And another documentary I can link that to is one, the one about Amy Winehouse, mm. where it was like I didn't know anything really about them, and watching those like maybe like just oh man, like they were just such like talented people, and it's just so sad but that it, it, I really liked it and it was really an interesting kind of documentary because they do you know they do your standard interviews and stuff but they also have like animated sequences and things like that that I thought were pretty cool nice um, going back to a little bit of classic cinema it is November um, aka noir November <laughs> um, and I uh, noir has always been something I wanted to uh, watch more of so recently I've watched Laura and Touch of Evil Laura is on Netflix, and um, I enjoyed that one a lot. It's got Vincent. It's got a very early Vincent Price, no mustache in it, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but Touch of Evil is Orson Welles' um, big noir movie from the time, aside from The Third Man. Um, and I hadn't seen it before, and it was absolutely just. I absolutely adored it, and it also convinced me that Janet Lee spent ninety percent of her career. Locked in a creepy motel. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like that movie and Psycho and pretty much well and the Fog, but she's not locked in anything in yeah. there. <laughs> I have seen Touch um, of Evil, and it was just so hard to take yeah. uh, Charles. What 
What's his name? That's As the, a freaking Mexican. Uh, I was like, the whole time, I'm like, oh Charlton my God. Heston. Charlton Heston. Yes, thank you. It's like, oh my God, there's no way you're Mexican. <laughs> yeah, he, he says that, the, well, he's, well, he said that one of his biggest regrets in acting is not doing an accent for that role. <laughs> because so he just funny. straight up did yeah. not. <laughs> and at first, I was conf- like, it confused me for the first part because I'm like, wait. Oh, so did I. I spent half that movie going, Mexican, what's going on is he here? Not? Is he just trying to blend in with the locals? And then I realized the only reason they gave him that mustache, I think, was t- was to. To give us a hint, and I was like, "That's really racist." Yes, really, really <laughs> racist. It is. <laughs> and then um, another one, my last one, I'll mention here. Um, I watched a movie, and I actually watched this a little while ago, but I wanted to talk about it because I want you both to watch it if you haven't. Um, it is called Gravy. Oh. It is new. It uh, I got it from Scream Factory, and it's uh, written and directed by uh, James Roday from Psych. Hmm. Okay. And it's hilarious it is it's basically these people are closing up shop at a restaurant and these three killer people come in and um terrorize them but they it's just absolutely comic just genius it's very snappy dialogue very fast back and forth and i enjoy that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and it's just it's got a, a sarah silverman in it for part of it and the lead guy, whose name is escaping me, he kind of reminds me of Charlie Day, but it's not Charlie Day. And I it just it, I didn't want to watch it when I first got it because the cover looks really kind of doofy. It's just like these people tied to chairs and this guy in a clown suit with an axe, and it kind of looks a little bit like it could Cabin be torture burning. Yeah, it looks kind of like to- the scene in Cabin Fever, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. And but it's it's was far more entertaining than I actually thought it could have been. So um, I actually have it's it. It's a comedy horror? I'll let Eugene borrow it. Yeah, it's a comedy okay. horror. Oh, yes. I've got, I've got to borrow this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will bring it. I will bring it, and you can borrow it. You guys can watch it because it's absolutely hilarious, and I loved it. Excellent. It's like nice hidden gem, like nice new hidden gem that, that's out there. Uh, I, yeah, I'm looking at it on uh, on Amazon actually right now, and I'm like, "Yep, that that looks yep. like it's me." <laughs> yep, nice. Okay, my turn. Cool. Uh, yes. Okay, I'll go real quick here. Double header. Uh, Sin City Two. I watched this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, I really like the first one, but this one, wow. Yeah, not so much. It, it's interesting to watch for the visual flares and uh, curious acting choices, but uh, other than that, wow, it's disappointing. Um, next, uh, Star Wars The Old Trilogy. I went through the old trilogy again this week because, damn it, there's new Star Wars coming out in like a freaking month, yep. and I don't have any Star Wars here to watch because I got rid of all my DVDs and haven't got around to buying the Blu-rays and then Lucasfilm got sold to somebody else and then I'm waiting for the original trilogy without all the special and new effects and hand shooting first and uh, so I just have not bought the Blu-rays and then I was at my mom's house and then she's like hey, can you grab me this while you're down there and I'm pulling out a drawer and there's the DVD set that I let her have. Uh, so I swapped that thing up and brought it home and popped it in. It's the special editions. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. nonetheless, it's still Star Wars and it still looks pretty yeah. damn good on its DVD set. Um, and I haven't watched the original trilogy in quite a while, which is something for me because that's 
Bible Part Two. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I, I'm always I'm always saying that I love Return of the Jedi the best. Damn, if that Empire isn't isn't just uh, uh, just phenomenal. I mean, that 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 yeah. movie is just mind blowing. Again, I still struggle with the ending because it's just not because it's a downer, but just because it ends. It's like we're done and, and we're done, yeah. and it's like wait, what? Yeah. Ah. Uh, so that would be my uh, the biggest flaw of it, but it's still that's just a mind blowing film. So I, I mean, of the yeah. best of the three, it's I'm gonna have to agree it is Empire. But I still love Return, and the freaking Ewoks don't bother me. Everybody can kiss my ass on the Ewoks. Uh, I like the I do Ewoks. too. Yeah, I do too. too. Yeah. There were a couple of parts I was laughing out loud, and then Addy came in, and I was like, watch, watch this shit, and I backed it up, and it was where they pull up the rope, and they're like. And try and trip the thing, and they're like, "Ah, it's so funny, man! It kills me." Uh, and yeah, and everybody says, "Well, that's why the Empire was undone because of some stupid teddy bears." And it's like, "Bitch!" Because nobody saw the teddy bears coming. Don't ever exactly. underestimate the teddy bears. Almost uh, unsuspecting things. That's ever. right. They couldn't predict it. They were the the primitive rebellion. So, uh, big kudos to that. I can't wait to see what JJ does. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, I have one more that I want to touch on this episode because I teased it okay. last episode I have to touch on, but we'll go another round with you two. Eugene. All right. Okay, um, for me, I'm going to touch on just one movie and then I'll be done, and that is um, The First Power. I bought that on Blu-ray, and I haven't seen that in many, is many that the years. First, is that the whole title, The First Power, or is it you? The first, yeah, The First okay, Power. I didn't know if you are talking have about you, have, part one in a multi-part series or... <laughs> no, have you guys heard of this movie? Uh, First Power, no. It stars it stars Lou Diamond Phillips from 1980, or I'm sorry, 1990. Um, it's a uh, supernatural, satanic uh, killer on the loose. It's it's kind of like uh, Wes Craven's Shocker and uh, the horror show, but okay. not as good. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> um, there's a good idea here. It's it's this guy that he's a satanic killer, and then he gets executed, and then he comes back in spirit form and possesses other bodies, and it's it's shocker yeah. all over again. But here's the thing that makes it not work: is one, it's early '90s. That's strike one. Um, and two, it's let's go with police procedural instead of horror. Let's focus more on the police aspect. Oh, it was a lawyer movie. movie. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> yeah. And then three is Lou Diamond Phillips. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. He tries hard. Ish. Uh, young Guns. Yeah. <laughs> is a movie. Uh, yes, it Jess. is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, one movie I want to touch on just because, well, I guess I have a couple, but one I want I for sure want to talk about is um, I watched Blow Up from 1966. Damn it. Which is mm. a new movie. I want to see this. Well, I'm no, sorry. I want to see this movie so bad. <laughs> don't don't okay. spoil it for me. I, uh, I'm not spoiling okay. it. I will say that I only, that I watched it because I wanted to see it, but I also watched it because Blow Out, the 1981 Brian De Palma movie is one of my favorite movies. Okay, wait a minute. Maybe and... I'm mixing up my movies. I'm talking about the John Travolta De Palma one. Yeah, that's Blow that's Out. That's Blow Out, okay. Yes, Blow Up is what Blow Out is loosely based on. So Blow Up it, from 1966 is based on a London photographer who's taking pictures, and he once he's in his dark room, he's looking at it, he realizes he's accidentally photographed a murder in progress. 
blow out is John Travolta is a sound recordist and he accidentally records a murder in progress. Okay. Blow up is very, very English. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. I just mean that it's blow out is Brian De Palma for one right. thing. He's got a very significant style and I love his style just in general. Carrie is absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go on and on about Brian De Palma, but and the, so I think my problem is, is I saw Blowout first, and so when I went to watch Blowout because I wanted to see what it was like, how the comparison is. It, is, is it like a is remake just, or is it just a kind of spiritually? Influenced? It's the same concept. I mean, it's like the photographer accidentally photos photographs a murder right. and John Travolta accidentally, but the story that that unfolds from blow out with John Travolta and Nancy mm. Allen and John Lithgow is so incredibly insane and awesome that this movie is just, there's not like, it's not, there's not a whole lot going on in blow up. And I just wasn't as much of a fan of right. it. So blow out, you definitely need to see because it has John Lithgow in that movie is absolutely nuts. And I will, I'm not going to say anything about him other than that because his whole deal is just, insane that's one of those movies that i'm randomly uh, on the internet my friend a friend mentions and it's like they post a picture of the or the poster and i'm like mm-hmm. john travolta nancy allen brenda palma why yeah. have i never heard of this movie exactly and that's what happened to me is i i actually i blind bought it on a criterion flash sale um, it was like 50% off, and I was like, the same thing as you, Brian De Palma, John Travolta, and Nancy Allen, I need this mm-hmm. now. <laughs> exactly. So I picked it up, and it turned out to be one of my, now is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I've only just seen it within the last couple of years, so, but I would highly recommend that. Um, the other movies, uh, I don't really feel like talking about those, so I'm going to talk <laughs> about a couple, one, one TV show. Okay. Um, in particular, that I I am late to the party on, but you know what? Hey, better late n- than nobody never. is later to every party <laughs> than this show. Trust me, you're fine. <laughs> so I watched the first season of Rick and Morty. Um, have either of you watched it? Uh, I haven't, but I'm familiar with it. Is that uh, is that an adult? Uh, it's a cartoon. Maybe I got the impression that that was swim. a yeah. I know, but I, I got the impression that maybe it was more of a kid thing. You know what? That's what I thought when I it initially like when I was hearing about it coming out. I thought that it was a kids show, and then I realized it was on Adult Swim, which means no. <laughs> <laughs> well, 50 50 <laughs> It depends guess, if it's pre midnight or after midnight. It's after midnight. Good, and I need yeah. to watch this immediately. Yeah, and it's the guy who it's Dan Harmon who created Community. Mm. Um, wow! But this show is it's one. It's hilarious. The animation is is it's on purpose kind of like creepy like have you either of you ever watched super jail no also an adult after adult swim after midnight uh it's kind of similar to that but it's basically kind of like a a make like a uh it started out as a short that was kind of like a back to the future knockoff okay um but then they just created the characters as rick and morty instead instead of doc and marty um gotcha uh, yeah, and it's his, it's just this grandpa who's who's a genius, and he takes his grandson on all these like wacky adventures through space and time and things like that. But it's got so many fantastic references in it. I watched an entire episode where they were in this dream world, and they end up in like a Nightmare on Elm Street pseudo thing, oh, 
And right down to Freddy Krueger calling everybody a bitch all the time. And then the next episode, they get turned into weird stuff, and they, they Rick refers to them as the Cronenberg versions of themselves. And I was like, this show is for me. Somebody just wrote it all for me and said Jessica Hicks will love this show. Present to her. So if you guys have Hulu, the whole first season is on there, and it's you could breeze through it in like a, a day or two. Um, but I, I would highly recommend checking it out because it's, I, I laugh out, like literally laugh out loud every time nice. I watch well, it. Nice. Well, I'll check it out as soon as I possibly can. And, uh, that's it for me. All right. Awesome. Okay. Got one more review that I want to throw out there because I teased it last episode, so I feel obligated to throw it in on this one. Uh, and then we'll wrap this up and be done. Uh, and that would be Joe Lynch's Everly uh, Eugene, you watched this movie. And I did, yes. you gave me a... Eh, I, I seem to recall you going, eh. Yes, yep. I still stand by that. Okay. Um, I, I liked it. I, I'll give okay. it... I mean, I got the Blu-ray for two bucks, and I'm trying to sh- uh, support him because, you know, I enjoy his podcast, and I like the guy, he's, he's yeah. fun. Um, and it's a fun kind of action movie, Die Hard in an Apartment... It's silly, and, and yeah, it's kind of bad. Uh, the biggest negative I could give it is it's obviously shot on digital, and that's kind of ugly, mm. where they're sometimes moving the camera, and you get a little bit of that jitter, and it's like, damn it. Ah, I can tell that this is one soundstage, uh, yeah. or the lighting is too perfect in transfer from the uh, apartment to the hallway. Little things like that where it's like, eh, ugly it up a little bit. It'll be a little better. Um, but it was still fun to see Salma Hayek just blow the shit out of everybody. You can tell everybody was having a lot of fun on this set. And you know what? I'll give this movie a passing thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not one that is going to win any awards or I'm going to tell anybody to run out and seek. But for all the garbage of action that is direct-to-video, I would say this one is uh, a win. Jess, have you seen this movie? I have not. I was actually looking through, because I, I know Joe Lynch, so, well, I don't know him, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but I was looking up just to see what his other movies are. I have not seen this one. Um, I have seen Knights of Badassdom, which I was not a fan oh, of. Oh, wow. I loved that movie. <laughs> I know. Well, I, want, I don't know what happened, because I really, really wanted to like it, and then for some reason, I just, I couldn't. Like, there were spots that I liked, and there were things that I appreciated enjoy, and enjoyed, but overall, I was just like, eh, eh, And that's fine. That movie eh. was taken away from him so like he, he yeah, has disowned that I movie what happened. and yeah. I would I'm dying to know what happened on that production Me because too. I really enjoyed that movie and then later I found out that it was taken away from him and, and I, I absolutely yeah. trust me on this show we absolutely hate that when it, uh, they take that away from directors yeah. um, it's just it's terrible because it just it ruins the rest of the film it just nothing when that happens nothing you know it's just bad in the water. 99% yeah. of the time, I would say that is accurate. But, yeah. again, I, I would yeah. like to know what his original vision was. Um, yeah. Je- Jess, did you like uh, Wrong Turn 2? I didn't see... I, You know what? I think I did see it, but I don't remember it. I have, I've seen Wrong Turn Same once, here. and I might have seen the second one once, and I don't think I made it through any of the other sequels yeah. yet. That's one franchise that I have been... Like, just because the completist in me yeah. kind of wants to do it all, but... I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> part two was good. It's better than it has any right to be. Did I see part two? You would know better than uh, I. All I know, all you need to know is if you remember the movie Henry Rollins is in it. Do you remember the movie with Henry Rollins? No, I don't. Mm, okay, kind of. Henry Rollins is in it as a survivalist guy, and they're shooting a 
reality show. It, I liked it. It's better than it has any business being. Right. So mm, yeah, I vaguely remember kind of. Well, at any rate, he's he's <laughs> definitely on my list, like uh, Eli Roth, where I may be hit or miss on on their films, but I am definite fans of the. Uh, directors themselves, and I root for them, mm-hmm. and I hope people support them because I I like them as people. So uh, yeah. Joe Lynch would definitely make that list. Uh, and same with Adam Green. Yeah, uh, Adam I, Green I too. Adam Green is a yeah. cool guy. Yeah. I agree. I like Adam Green yeah. and Joe Lynch. Yeah. You and I have differing opinions on Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like him at all. Period. Okay. No, I don't. Like hey, him. I I, I freaking like hate him. Cabin Fever. So if you're fine, uh, tr- we're on the I, same yeah, page there. <laughs> And poor Ty West with cabin fever too. That's oh, terrible. I know. Yeah. Well, I just re- another thing of tape being projects being. Yeah, there's another. Yeah. There's another director that I'm. I don't necessarily like most of his films, but I really root for him as a as an artist. Ty West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like a lot See, of. Yeah, I like all his. Yeah, movies. me too. I like. Uh, I like yeah. House of the Devil. What else is there? Have you Have you watched uh, the Jim Jones one? Yeah. The, uh, that was What's that was called? good. I would not say great, but it was See, good. I like that one. It yeah. got under my skin. That was great. It was yeah. good, but uh, okay, uh, great. You're watching it every month. I mean, I, I'm not watching it that often. <laughs> it's like I watched it once. I'm good. I don't. Yeah. I would watch it again. Oh, yeah. And I, I would say, and he's done. Uh, I he did a segment in. Yeah, and I hated that oh, segment. Off the top of my head. <laughs> what? Well, which, which one, one was, was it? it? The second honeymoon, but I can't. Yeah, remember. they, it's they go to Mexico honeymoon. and nothing happens for twenty minutes. I, I oh, didn't. No. I thought that was great. Ah, <laughs> you just like Ty West. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, the innkeepers. And the, and the innkeepers. Yeah, I was so, now see, I was more I of a fan the of that movie than you were, Eugene. I, yeah, I, it's it's okay. Um, it's. I like the innkeepers despite my hatred of Lena Dunham. <laughs> and despite my hatred of uh, of uh, Kelly McGillis, <laughs> you love Kelly McGillis. Oh, uh, I did. Ah, you would make out with that guy at any given chance. Okay. <laughs> Ty West also did uh, the uh, an episode from the new t- Scream TV series, which I actually kind of guilty pleasure like. <laughs> which is <laughs> um, you'll. Uh, <laughs> Eugene, I love how much of a disaster you are right now. Please. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love, um, for the I'm people that can't see, Kelly McGillis. Holding Kelly McGillis his... is just like, oh my lord, that you caught me off guard with the whole <laughs> making out with Kelly. Yeah. Um, so, what else has Ty West been doing? Um, he he just did um, he did a segment in ABCs of Death. M is for miscarriage, which I'll oh, be honest, yes. I watched no, that movie. That, okay, and I can't remember all of them because I just started to get so bogged down with it. Yes, um, but I want to revisit it and kind of watch it more spread out than all at once. And he did a se- uh, he did uh, the episode of Scream, the TV series. Oh no, kidding! I did, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did the dance episode where like they did you watch that? Show? I have not seen that. No. no. And it was a pretty. I mean, I liked the show. It's not. It's it's what it, it's good for what it is. And is it I mean, doing okay? Or is it going to be like an ongoing? It got renewed. Okay. It got re- it. Well, it's off now because it finished its season. Okay. But um, it got renewed. I'm not sure. Like I know that Scream Queens is still on Ryan Murphy's show, but I'm not sure that it's going to get renewed. Okay. And I'm trying to think of any. Are there any other? There's a lot of horror TV on right now. Yeah. Um. Oh, they canceled Wicked City. That's totally off topic, but <laughs> no. I just read about it today. So update horror news. Right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, Jess. Have you speaking of Ty West? Have you watched uh, his first movie, The Roost? I haven't seen that one yet, and I really, really want to because I hear just 
I, I've heard really good things about it on uh, another podcast I listen to, Killer POV, mm-hmm. and they've talked about it before, and I, it seems interesting, but I never got a chance to see it. I love it. I think it's a great... Do you have it? I, I, it's, I have it on DVD. It's a great movie. A very... Uh, even even back then with his first movie, he he shot it on 16mm, and, um, and that's partially why the movie is so good is because it has a lot of grain. It's not on video. It's actually on film and it's Ooh. just it, Tom Noonan's in it, which he's oh, just yeah. awesome. Nice. Um, but it's hour and 15 minutes long. And it's, it feels like something that you should be watching on. And Larry Fessenden. Yes. Yeah. He's in it too. <laughs> yeah, uh, again, I'm that's yeah. three episodes right in a row. We got Larry Fessenden. Who? I'm fascinated by this person who I cannot pick out of a lineup. You, you would know him if you would see him. I know you would. He has insane hair. You have, you would. Yeah. He looks kind of like a creep, but he would, Eric, he was in, um, uh, what was the insane asylum? The asbestos cleaners in the insane asylum. Um, uh, 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 I can't. I don't think I saw that one, but he did Stakeland. Yep, I didn't. Steak I didn't Land. watch that one because Eugene hated it. Yeah. Um, nope. See, I like Stakeland. Uh, uh, okay, we're derailing all over the place. We're gonna do a whole <laughs> yeah, or, <we're>... horror episode <laughs> next time. No, but it's we, we have to, we're all like loose. We here. have to figure <laughs> out the uh, Eric. You like that movie? The the, the asbestos guys uh, uh, in a sane asylum. Uh, uh, final session, session nine, something like yeah, that. Session nine, okay, yes, session nine. Session nine. Yes. Session nine. Yes. Yay! Session I win. Legends. I'm a horror fan. Okay. <laughs> Session nine's a great movie. I enjoy it. Anything you guys have to add for this episode? Uh, well, I would just want to say thank you guys for letting me come on. I've had a total blast doing this, and I hope I can be on in future episodes. Absolutely. So thank you. Yep. Uh, I this think you've done okay. I think you've drawn yourself back to another episode, as long as right. uh, schedules will align like the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Anything you want to plug, Jess? Anything going on with the nightlight you want to throw out there? Or? Um, well, I mean, uh, well, actually, yes. Um, we are getting Monty Python, Holy oh. Grail, um, for a week, Epic. Um, for its 40th anniversary. So if you all are in the uh, Northeast Ohio area, or even if you're not, come on out and see it. Um, we also have a new coffee shop that's opening right next door, so you can get a nice new cup of coffee. Um, other than that, not too much. I guess I can plug me. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Critic Jess Hicks. I do write reviews for Bloody Disgusting. Okay, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreakspod at Yahoo.com. Cinema Sidekicks are our friends, and you can visit them and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jess Hicks. Bye. for listening. Okay, as always, you can get a hold of us at Cinema Side. Oh, and you say I'm. You say I'm done. Yeah, you are. You are a mess. This is your yeah. fault because your computer crashed and we had to derail and he for had a half to drink an hour. More. Yeah. yeah oh. so.